everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we are convinced that resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs. Well, if you know anything about me, you know that I love questions and I love asking questions. Asking questions is one of the great passions of my life, and I love teaching others to ask better questions. Today, we're going to explore further the power of questions and how asking the right questions in the right seasons of life can help you become a better, more resilient leader. Several years ago, I read a book by Gordon McDonald titled A Resilient Life. And he talked about the different questions that we ask in different decades of our lives. This was huge for me. In fact, this resource was so good that I put it in my doctoral dissertation. It is pure gold. You're not going to want to miss this the next few minutes. So buckle up. Here we go. Gordon McDonald is now, I believe, in his 80s. And he was a pastor and spiritual leader, and he's built into leaders and developed leaders for the last several decades. Now, if you're not a pastor, if you're not in any sort of uh, kingdom ministry or anything like that, this that's okay. This is crucial for all backgrounds because we're all spiritual people, whether we know it or not. And leadership is, in fact, a spiritual act at its core essence. But here's what Gordon McDonald wrote. He said, you won't be asking the same questions 10 years from now that you're asking about your life today. And as the questions change, so does the content of our spiritual interests. The questions often become our way of approach when we go to the scriptures looking for spiritual sustenance. They become a guide when we buy books. The questions form our approach to the spiritual life. So if the way one does spiritual life was formed around 20-something questions and one is now 50, spiritual life will likely be obsolete and ineffective. And what he does so brilliantly is to go through each decade of your life, identifying the different questions that you ask. So for example, in your 20, the questions in your 20s, he said, life is marked by optimism, opportunities, and potential. It's an exciting time of possibility and looking forward. Hope and energy are high. He said, these are the kinds of questions you ask in your 20s. What kind of man or woman am I becoming? How am I different from my mother or father? Where can I find a few friends who will welcome me as I am and who will offer my family-like connections that I need or never had? Can I love and am I lovable? What will I do with my life? What is it that I really want in exchange for my life's labors? What parts of me and my life need correction? Around what person or conviction will I organize my life? Then he said the questions in your 30s, 30s, in your 30s, questions no longer center on the ideals of youth, but on the realities of life, that life is tough and unforgiving. 30-somethings are likely to see things in themselves that they thought they might have overcome by now simply by growing up. Questions like, how do I prioritize the demands being made on my life? How far can I go in fulfilling my sense of purpose? Where are the people with whom I know I can walk through life? What does my spiritual life look like? Do I even have time for one? Why am I not a better person? And the questions in your 40s then, the complexities of life further accelerate and begin to recognize that we can no longer shrug off our flaws and our failures as simple youthfulness and inexperience. We're now grown-ups. 
and we're expected to handle the bumps and bruises of life with unshakable courage. The expectation is that one should be solid, and yet, if one listens carefully, he might hear the word trapped used in the questions that now rise among 40-somethings. Questions like, who was I as a, who was I as a child, and what powers back then influenced the kind of person I am today? Why do some people seem to be doing better than I? Why am I often disappointed in myself and others? Why, uh, why are limitations beginning to outnumber options? Why do I seem to face so many uncertainties? What can I do to make a greater contribution to my generation? Or what would it take to pick up a whole new calling in my life and do this thing that I've always wanted to do? Now, the questions in your 50s are different. They prefer not to think about it, but the fact is that those in their 50s have moved across life's middle. No one finds himself or herself wondering how many years, uh, sorry, now one finds himself or herself wondering how many years one has left. Is it, is it a time of friends dying? Yes, there are marriages dissolving, people moving to places of retirement. It can be sobering. It's a frightening moment when one discovers that younger people may know more than you. Questions like, why is time moving so fast? Why is my body becoming unreliable? How do I deal with my failures and my successes? How can my spouse and I reinvigorate our relationship now that the kids are out of the house? Who are these young people who want to replace me? What do I do with my doubts and my fears? Will I have enough money for the retirement years if there are health problems and economic downturns? And then the questions in your 60s. When do I stop doing the things that, I've, that have always defined me? Why do I feel ignored by a large part of the younger population? Why am I curious about who is listed in the obituary column of the papers, how they died and what kind of lives they lived? Do I have enough time to do all the things I've dreamed about in the past? Who will be around me when I die? If I'm married, which one of us will go first? And what is it like to say goodbye to someone with whom you've shared so many years of life? Are the things that I believe I'm capable of, of taking me to the end? Is there really life after death? What do I regret? Who are the chief, or what are the chief satisfactions of these many years of my life? And what have I done that will outlive me? Now, the, if you're in your 70s and your 80s, the questions of these decades blend together and share similarities. Questions like, does anyone realize or even care who I once was? Is anyone aware that I once owned or managed a business? Through a mean curveball, taught school, possessed a beautiful solo voice, had an attractive face? Is my story important to anyone? How much of my life can I still control? Is there anything I can still contribute? Why this anger and irritability? Is God really there for me? Am I ready to face death? And when I die, how will it happen? Will I be missed or will the news of my death bring relief? Heaven, what is it like? You know, every time I share this with leaders, people say to me, can I have a copy of this? I would love to have this as reference. And yes, I'd love to provide this list of questions to you all from Gordon McDonald. You can pick up the book, A Resilient Life uh, by Gordon McDonald. Or if you want just the questions that I've listed here, all you have to do is post a review on iTunes or Stitcher of this podcast and then contact me and I will send you the list 
in a PDF. My email address is in the show notes. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks as always to Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. Joel produces all of the episodes on this podcast and does a wonderful job. Let me encourage you to go to his website, onalimproductions.com to see much of his great work. Now, leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning and learn to ask the right questions of the people you lead because asking the right questions makes all the difference in the world.